0: Hello and welcome to the Finns Up podcast, a podcast talking all things rugby league. I am your host Mortz and I am joined by the handsomest man in the shire who is in a very, very bad mood tonight. So Dan,
1: how are you doing my friend? Mate, I'm doing, uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm here, that's the main thing. This feels, feels good to be back and uh, yeah, for the next 40 minutes or so, all is right with the world.
0: We haven't done a podcast for about four months, Dan, and we're gonna we're gonna let everyone know why we haven't been doing our podcast. But it's uh, I think it's good to be back on the uh, the radio waves as well as the uh, the video that we have been doing. Tell us a little bit more about it.
1: Well, mate, the last few weeks for those that haven't seen it, naughty naughty, we've been doing Rugby League Outlaws over on Punctured Media TV. Uh three episodes in, got a million likes, two million subscribers. Just the views are going through the roof. I'm getting fan mail. I'm getting nudes. It's just an incredible thing, and mate, it's just an extra excuse to stand next to you for a couple of hours every couple of weeks. So sign me up.
0: Yeah, this this is a it's a lot of fun being on camera because it has to kind of show our serious side whilst having fun. Whereas here, you know, we've got you know pretty much free reign and we can say whatever the fuck we want. But we're, we're three episodes in on uh, a video uh, recording, uh, countless hours behind the scene makeup. We've had models throwing themselves at us, and we haven't sworn once on TV.
1: No, it's been fantastic. I'm, <laughs> I, I can't wait till the Patreon goes up and all the footage that doesn't make the final cut goes out to the public. That's where the real fun begins.
0: I heard you're also making an RLO-only uh, thing, just so people can see us offline.
1: Absolutely, and it'll be offline and unclothed. Mate, I can't wait. You, me, and Benny going to get our kit off um, for charity, that charity being refunding Southern Dan the money that was pinched earlier on the train. Um, it's going to be fantastic. We're going to be millionaires, and I suspect we'll be so rich that um, we'll never have to work again.
0: Yeah, we'll be so rich that even we won't even need to hang out with Rich Olsington anymore. That's um, but, look, it's been a pretty long slash short off-season, depending on how you want to look at it. You know, the footy finished at the end of October. We had, um, saw, of course, State of Origin uh, going in until... And then it just felt like it was Christmas. And now we had our first team list Tuesday this week of the Indigenous and uh, New Zealand Maori and the news just uh, doesn't stop going. And uh, so let's talk a little bit of sharks here. And I woke up on my birthday with a tweet that said we'd sign Cameron McInnes.
1: Came out of absolutely nowhere. Didn't even know we were speaking to him. Yesterday was one of the greatest days of Twitter of all time. That that happened, and then the flower thing happened, and the bron- uh The without jumping too far ahead. The um, Raiders thing happened, and then today you got Milford and this and that. It, just, it was incredible, but obviously the McInnes news trumps all else.
0: Yeah, it, it literally did come out of nowhere. There was no leak. Normally, normally when the Sharks are going to make a signing, um, you know, whether it be big or small, uh, someone of Dave Riccio or Buzz Rothfield will will put out some kind of information. The, the info literally came out from Dave Riccio that day that we were about to sign him and then Lara Pitt sent a tweet 20 minutes later saying it was done and McInnes had, had signed the deal. So it's not as if, you know, Riccio and, and Rothfield put out the tweet and then it dragged on a couple of days. It was, you know, signed, sealed, delivered on the 2nd of February 2021. Cam McInnes will... Be a shark uh, Starting 2022
1: Fantastic signing The way it happened too Like you said Came out of nowhere Made it more fun When you're linked with a player For so long You sort of either become So attached to the idea Like we did with um, That fullback Whose name doesn't matter anymore And we didn't get him And you get disappointed Or you get linked for so long That you've gronked off on Twitter And when it happens It's like oh yay This was peak And geez, Did we have yeah. some fun with this
0: Yeah It, it you know, let's not let's not talk about the um, the the fullback who we didn't get. But let the, you know, for an example, Sean Johnson. Let's have a look at Sean Johnson. He hadn't even had a release from the Warriors, and the mail was coming out that us and the Sydney Roosters were looking at him, and then Newcastle came into it, and then it was a three way battle. And then you know, the more that it went on, the more the traction was that you know Cronulla was going to get him pending his release, and. Then he got his release, and we still had to wait a few more days. This was just tweet from Riccio, bang, Cronulla announced it. It
1: was fantastic. What a series of events mm. that we yeah. we haven't had a day like this for a long time. Like, we've made some some yeah. okay signings and stuff. The last time I probably celebrated was when Toby's um, re-signing Extension. became official. But before that, you probably have to go back as far as Sean Johnson. So, long time between drinks, but, geez, it was worth every second. This is a beauty. I love it.
0: Yeah, look... I'm 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 going to sit on the fence at the moment um, with with Cam McGinnis because you know it's come out. Bombers come out and said that he's only here to play lock. Uh, they ran it by Blake Braley, which is good because Blake Brayley is one of the the best prospects in the game. I just look at our lock forward position, and we haven't obviously you know we haven't had a, a lock settle settle down and lock in that position since Paul Gallen, but. I honestly thought moving, you know, if you, if you had given me a list of 15 names, Ken McInnes wouldn't have been one of them.
1: No, it's definitely thinking outside the box, which I like. Um, have a look at his stats. Last year, we were defensively terrible. So we saw Adam yeah. Tolman, who's a brilliant defender, and Ken McInnes, who I had a look, is a better defender than Tom Alolo. He's way better defender than Jack Williams. They were the two that I, I found the most interesting to compare. So we we plug the middle. If we can get him by round one, our middle suddenly goes from the softest to possibly the best in the competition. That's what you want to do. It's fix your yeah. weakness.
0: Yeah, yeah. And look, that, you know, let's not jump too far ahead because I'm sure we are going to discuss the option of Cam McGuinness in you know ten minutes or so, but, uh, getting him for this year. But yeah, look, uh, I, I I like the way that as you said, it is thinking outside the box and. It's, you know, it's ensuring that Blake Braley is, is not unhappy. Um, but, you know, there, there, there's two options in the modern-day rugby league. You, you know, you can go for that ball-playing lock or you can go for the power lock. And I guess from the Paul Gallen era till now, we've gone the power player. But it looks like with the way that the game's evolving... We want to go the Victor Radley
1: mold. Mm-hmm. That's who he reminds me of. He's a, I yeah. think he's slightly bigger than Victor Radley in height wise, but not as much weight, or the other way around. I had to look quickly. But he's the player he's, that he reminds me of.
0: He's, he's five centimetres shorter than Victor Radley, and they are uh, both 92 kilos.
1: Oh, beautiful. That That's the modern day lock. Uh, look, the as much as we love Toby Rudolph, I agree with you that he's the best bench player in the competition. You don't want to mess that up. Or if he starts, he can start at prop. I don't think the lock option was coming from our current stocks. I think Billy Magulius has gone sooner rather than later. Jack Williams has been a huge failure. Um, I, I think we had to get a lock, and I think Mc, McInnes is the sort of player. He's not going to be the guy who's out of 2-2, 3-0, getting kicked out for pissing in the bushes. He's not going to be hitting on the women that he shouldn't be. He's a club captain. Everything, like all the Dragons play the people that bagged him were like, oh, you know, he's a—he's not a lock, he's not a lock. No one said anything about him personally, which a lot of people do when they lose players. That just shows what the kind of player he is. I think he's a perfect signing for us.
0: Yeah, uh, one of the things that you mentioned there, I think that we really, really lack, and you mentioned that he is a club captain, this just puts more leadership around Wade Graham. Um, and that's not to take anything away from Wade, but the one thing that we really did miss last year, and Wade missed some games as well, but we really lacked that on-field leader, and it was one of the reasons why I was really pushing and really wanted James Tamo at the club. Um, but now, as you said, you're getting another club captain to come in. Um, someone in our uh, in our Sharks group mentioned Aidan Tolman being a leader, and whilst I wouldn't turn around and say, you know, he's he's a leadership kind of player, he is an experienced player, and you're right. He spent time under Des Hasler. He spent time under Craig Bellamy. So, you know, he, he's, he's a professional. Um, and then you've got to remember, Aaron Woods as well was a club captain. So if we can just, you know, if we can tweak that around, we're, we're looking pretty good. Um, and then obviously you got Sean Johnson, who was a you know former international captain as well when he comes back. So, you know, whilst I think that the sole responsibility of the club is Wade Grahams, having those extra voices around and people who can be a positive influence on the field for us is nothing but a thumbs up from
1: me. Absolutely. No, I don't buy into the leadership group like the Tigers have appointed like thirty six leaders. Uh you know they did a couple of years ago and the Knights have done it this year. I don't like that, but this gives us an unofficial leadership group, which you're right, we lacked yeah. last year. Johnson should be focused on Sean Johnson. He should be the ball yep. player. Chad Townsend's the next one you think of. He's too busy shouldering charge of blokes off the ball and cop and three with suspensions. Not a leadership quality. You know, Cam McInnes is the sort of bloke who He's super loyal, probably to a fault, given that he was loyal to McGregor. He's come out and said as much. Said he'll honour his contract and he wants to captain the Dragon this year. He had every right to go, you know what, fuckers, you don't want me? I'll play reserve grade, I don't give a shit. Go to the Sharks next year. He didn't do that. Says everything about him. I love this signing. He's not Tamalolo, so let's not jump to that. But he's the bloke that you can plug in. He can play 80 minutes. Our prop rotation lifts because we're not putting two players in little stints at lock... I just think, in terms of a need signing, it's as close to perfect as you're going to get.
0: Yeah, the other thing it also does as well is if Blake Braley is knackered, he yeah, can have that spell.
1: You can always ask you know? him in too. If Brayley doesn't work yeah. out, oh, well, we got an Origin quality player that can just fill in while you get your shit together. Brilliant.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's it's a very very you know smart signing, and you know one one of the things uh, that was mentioned on Twitter, you know, for the wrong reasons yesterday, but. When, you know, someone said that we were going to beat Canberra until Blake Braley went down injured, well, you know, you, you use that same scenario and you can just turn around and go, well, Blake's off the field. We've now got Cam McInnes going into hooker. Not too many, you know, not too many clubs can say that they've got that quality of rotation there that we could potentially have. Um, the other thing it does now is it really just, it, it cements uh, it cements to us that Toby Rudolph is a prop, which is good, Um And I I can honestly see that the way that the club's going, um, I think we will try and get in for 2021, and I think there'll be a swap involved, so that way we can figure out, you know, and just shore up that middle. And you'd be looking at a bloke like Aidan Tolman starting alongside Aaron Woods with Cam McInnes at lock, and you really really are going to shore that middle up for the opening 25 minutes.
1: Makes a big difference. Um, It also means that we don't need to re-sign Aaron Woods. No, I think we ultimately will, but it puts me question on We no will and we should. Because he's going to say... He's come on big money and he's going to want big money, which is a fair call. We're in a position now where we can say, look, we don't need this anymore because we've got enough props of enough quality with Hunt coming back to get through. So, I mean, ultimately I think we will and, like I said, we should. But one thing, I'm a sucker for punishment, so I was in the Facebook groups earlier someone because there's always one idiot that finds a negative said what about jack williams so i just want to put a statement out there right now quote me if you want anywhere you like free fuck jack williams done
0: <laughs> yeah look just uh, going back to aaron woods he's 30 this year and he's he's going to be getting to the peak of his powers and i don't think you know i think woodsy's contract was somewhere around about the 6650 mark he, he he can't nor should he be asking for that money from us. And if he does want that six hundred and fifty, we'll fuck off back to the Tigers. But if Aaron Woods is the, you know to turn around and go, look, I understand that my role is going to be limited. Um, there's a lot of rotation there, and there's a lot of competition for the spots. And I can potentially fill a gap for for two years while Frank um, and someone like Thomas Giles are coming through the ranks. Then you know it's better to have Aaron Woods on our books than not. Um, but yeah. You know the way that the game's going at the moment, um, and we've got a lot to talk about what the sharks are looking like in the preseason. But you can you can see that the coaching staff and the board have gone well. We won a competition with big boppers. We won't be able to do that again.
1: Mm-hmm. Game's different now. Well, I tell you what, it's I'm a lot happy now that I was a couple of days ago about the future. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and and you know we're we're talking about the way that game's going, and it was survival of the fittest, and. And after about you know thirty thirty minutes during games, we look gassed. These preseason videos of the boys—they look in the best condition. There, I've never seen Andrew Fafita look trimmer. I walked past him in the uh, in the mall the other day, and my God, he is. There's there's not much of him left.
1: It's incredible. The there's all new new trainer. I can't remember his name. You'll probably fill in, in a second. We got him um, from
0: the Dragons.
1: That's it. But they look. Like, fits. last year we looked big, we looked like we could beat yeah. anyone up in a bench press competition, and it didn't work, like you said, we we got gassed and we missed more tackles than anyone else, we conceded a shit ton of points, which is very unshark-like, Moylan's looking a lot trimmer, he looks in great shape, he's lost the huge bulbous shoulders, but you don't need that. And then you've got, like you said, you've got Andrew Fafita that looks a million dollars. I've never seen him look better either. That's included in his days when he came across from the Tigers. All our forwards still look big, but they look trim and they look faster. Yeah.
0: There, is, there is one forward who is absolutely looking like a, a dead set, something out of a, a horror movie, and that's Royce Hunt. Now, someone I spoke to said that Royce Hunt has stacked on four and a half kilos of muscle while dropping three point six percent body fat.
1: How is that even possible? Holy crap.
0: The guy the guy was already in all, and this is a guy who can who for, for a long time hasn't been able to run because he suffered a horrific knee injury. And and for him to add more muscle more muscle capacity while stripping fat, might and you you wouldn't have even been able to tell me there was three point six percent Body fat on Royce Hunt last year, anyway.
1: He's, he's just and now he
0: looks geez. huge. I mean, even Talakai, like Talakai last year looked like a solid block. He looks like he's cut from a different grain, like a, a different mold this year. He's he's enormous. Toby's enormous. Franklin Pele looks like he's lost all his baby weight. Uh, Teague Wilton, you know, he's six foot five. And just looks incredible. He, sh- he should be a fitness model, that bloke.
1: <laughs> He's a good-looking bloke. They are... Yeah. Whatever they've done in the pre-season's working. They all look happy. I mean, I know it's easy to fake that. But you just... Yeah. All the all the stuff on Instagram and Twitter and that. Shout-out to Gaz, who produces the best by a mile. Like, all the, fo- like the videos of them training at 4am or 5am and then saying, hey, let's do this every week. This works for us. Gives them a little bit extra on a Friday night to recover with their families and stuff. It just looks like... A fit, happy bunch. But speaking of Royce Hunt, do you know he's targeting round one?
0: I do. I heard that and I read that. He's targeting round one. I think it'll be a miracle for the knee injury that he sustained if he can play round one. And if he does, it just proves that he's a specimen.
1: It's it's not not human if he comes back. There was talk that he'd miss this entire season and then some. And he's targeting round one.
0: Yeah. Uh, I want to get back to the 5am the trainings, now that apparently happened because Teague Wilton and Toby Rudolph were stitched up, and the boys told them they were all going to wear black to training, so they rocked up in black, and uh, the, you know, the other boys rocked up in blue, so Bowman was like, look, fair enough, it's a joke, but we've got a photo shoot today, so 5am session tomorrow morning at Shark Park. Not only did they go in and put in the best session of the preseason, but they all turn around and said, "Can we do this every Friday so that way we can knock off early it's smart
1: <laughs> it, it was it just me that thought toby's got something to do with this well, Yeah, yeah <laughs>
0: absolutely i i, I had to, i had to go to the horse's mouth to find out what happened while they had a, a five am session and he was like it was an absolute g up you know for feeder and 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 co stitched him up so uh, not only him. It was him, Teague Wilton, and then a couple of the, the younger blokes were like, oh, you know, we'll all wear black tomorrow. So they rocked up in black. And Bond was like, this is not on, mate. We, we've got the photographers down here. We need to put some photos out. New Muppets are in
1: black. So. That's fantastic. Uh, That's our boy. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, uh, getting on to uh, another injured player, uh, Sean Johnson. There's There's been talks that, that Sean... Um, suffered a setback, but that that sort of went down pretty quickly. I think that was just um, internet troll talk um, because he was at home in New Zealand um, and nothing to do with the borders opening for the first time in a year or anything. Um, And then there was talk that he was pushing for around four to six. Um, You know, he's he's 30, 31 years old with an Achilles injury. If if he's back before round 10, I'll be surprised.
1: I wouldn't be risking this. If he says he's right by round eight... Put him in round 10 He's so important to us And we got a future to think of If he comes back in round 4 Wins a couple of games Does his Achilles And he's out For the rest of the year And next yeah. year we're, we're done Like He needs to be yeah, and Going in the final
0: I, I, I think We're going to see The talk Whether Sean's going to be rushing Or or Just going at a casual pace Depending on how Matt Moylan fires and if Moylan's not looking good in round one or two, then obviously that means one of Trindle or Tracy are going to be popped in there as well. So we've got to hope that we come out of the gates fit, firm, fast, um, and just you know ensure that we win at least 50% of our opening 10 games so we can ease Sean Johnson back into the team.
1: Exactly right. Super and we've, important.
0: We've got, we've got a horrific draw, so this is the, the, the time for everybody to lift.
1: It is, but in saying that, I mean... You gotta beat who's in front of ya. Doesn't matter if we're playing the Broncos or the Storm, you know, Sean Johnson or not, if we're serious we gotta start winning these games. I, I had a look earlier. There are so many good teams, but there are so many shit teams. And there's only that three or four ordinary to good teams. This could be the widest, the top eight and the rest of all time. Yeah, um,
0: and, and I suppose you and I will, you know, when we get close to the season, we'll talk about who we think uh, our top eight, bottom eight's going to be. And, you know, the Sharks finished eighth last season and, and sort of just limped into the finals and, and went out without a whimper. Um, but I, I think there's only one team that's going to put a real challenge from outside the top eight to anyone, and that's the Gold Coast Titans. I don't think, you know, like, I think the Bulldogs are going to improve, but I don't think they're going to be a top eight side because they don't have the full quadrant of their players for 2022 yet. And I think one of the big things for them is that, yes, they've got Kyle Flanagan, but they don't have a halves partner. So they're going to be pretty aggressive in the open market. Um, And I think they missed the trick not getting Benji Marshall, if I'm honest, for a year. Um, But I think the the only team that's a genuine threat to the top eight is the Gold Coast Titans with a fully fit Brimson and then adding Fafida and Tino to them. Um, but you know, if we come out firing, we, we we should be able to put a gap between us and them.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. You don't think the Dragons are a shot, mate? With um, with your best mate Jack Bird back in the the silver? No,
0: no he, he he'll be lucky to play ten games this year. Um, going back to the Dragons, what do you think the chances of Cam McGuinness being a shark are from round two? Uh
1: very good. I think. If it can happen, it will, put it that way. I don't know how the Sharks make it happen, though. If we didn't have money to go for that fullback that doesn't matter anymore, I don't know where we find 500k for McInnes. Unless the Dragons take Billy Magulius and tip in, then, then it can happen.
0: Maybe we did have the money. Because we were always talking about, and we were always linked with Corey Allen. So maybe we did have the money... But the talks of Cam McGuinness apparently started before Christmas. So perhaps we've turned around and said, well, it's maybe a little bit more important for us to shore up our defence than get a fullback who is maybe not the, you know, going to be one of the most outstanding fullbacks and it gives us a chance to see what's within our squad or what we can purchase for 2022. So maybe the money. There is a little bit of money, and if we can release someone like Billy Magoulas, who was given a contract after his star performances for Newtown, it might be able to get us over the line. And if we had to give the Dragons, you know, uh, uh, another sort of young younger player that wasn't going to be on much coin for us as well, then you'd have a look at it. Or if the Dragons turned around and said, well, give us Magoulas and Jack Williams, you do it and you promote someone.
1: Yep, agreed. I, I would sign that deal tomorrow, to be honest. I, I...
0: I think I think it will happen, and I think Cam McInnes will be a shark in twenty twenty one. And all the sort of rumblings now are, uh, I think it would have, I think it would happen pretty quickly as well. Unfortunately, we play them in round one. So hopefully, Cam just has a shocker. He's like, fuck these guys.
1: Yeah, that's, that's it. We'll we'll be there in round one. What are we doing? We cheering Cam when his name goes up?
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. The whole the whole the whole ground should just be rocking for him. Is it a Dragons home game think, in round one or is it Dragons us? it's Dragons' home
1: game. Yeah. Well, let's take over. And yeah. Make it ours.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's technically our field anyway. So not only have we taken their field and their facilities um, and put sharks flags and all over, we've also taken their captain and two-time player of the year as well. This is it's just incredible? And the best part about it as well is not only would we upset the Dragons, but we stole him from the Tigers. And Tigers Twitter went into meltdown about <laughs> it as well.
1: They certainly did, mate. I'm gonna claim I had nothing to do with that too. It was totally natural. And fucking you had, had
0: everything to do with that
1: And you're still going Yeah mate Well look it's very easy and very fun That um, that try not to laugh challenge over on the Outlaws um Twitter account It's going ballistic And some of the things Some of the replies Like oh this fucking dickhead Let's see if he says it in real It's like mate you can literally see me say it On Rugby League Outlaws In real yeah. <laughs> It was very fun mate I, I had a great time yesterday It's very easy to give Tigers fans shit but the fact that they felt they needed to reply to some nobody on Twitter says everything about their club. Because ultimately, who gives a fuck?
0: Yeah. Um, moving on from yesterday being one of the... I, I would put that in the top ten Twitter day yesterday.
1: <laughs> Good fun. Good uh,
0: uh, so let's move on to a position that we, we briefly just covered. Um, that's the fullback. Fullback for 2021. Um, now, Will Kennedy was our fullback last year. Obviously, we've got Matt Moylan on the books, who we assume will start number six. Um, there's uh, Josh Dugan in the centres as well, who said he's, he's still capable of playing fullback. Uh, we've got Young, Janiya, uh, Lua Lua, and um, obviously Jensen can't say his surname, but um, but the player who's making the most noise about playing fullback is Connor Tracy, and I just want to get your thoughts on our fullback position for 2021.
1: I'm happy to take a risk in the early rounds. We know what we're going to get out of Will Kennedy, which, <laughs> without being totally unfair, is probably not a whole lot. Um, Connor's the fittest bloke in the world. He smashes all the beat tests, does the sand hills in his sleep. I think if we turn him into a ball playing, running fullback. There's absolutely nothing to lose. If in three rounds he has three shockers, I'll put him back to the bench. No harm, no foul. I would be looking at Dugan to fullback as my second option, purely because I want Jackson Ferris in playing as many games as possible this year. Um, And then, then the young kids. Look, Kennedy's there, but I think we need to start him for Newtown. And if he has a few good games, then bring him up. Because when he started for us, he looked like he had all the confidence in the world. Well, last year he played like a player who... Probably didn't have the confidence that he should with his ability. So I'm happy to start yeah. with Connor. I, I'm sold on the idea just looking at the way they were lining up at training and just see how handsome he is. So I'm all aboard Connor Tracy, fullback for the first three rounds. Then we look at it after.
0: Yeah, I, I'm all aboard Connor Tracy, as you said, just to have a look at him. Because if, if Connor can turn out to be safe under the high ball, good defensively, um, you know, bark the instructions around like um, like Barber did, and that was the one thing that we missed with Ben Barber. Is yes, he was small, one of the smallest fullbacks in the competition. Jesus Christ, he could organise a defensive
1: line.
0: Mm-hmm. He, that, that was that was Ben. Apart from you know being one of the most electrifying players on the on the field, he the way that he could just get a defensive line to scramble for it was just incredible, and I don't think will kennedy was vocal enough at the fullback and i'm saying this off being at one game last year but you never heard him you, you, you couldn't hear him and there weren't there weren't that many people at the ground um connor seems like he's always looking for the camera so he's always looking for a chat um so i'd, I'd be interested he's really quick connor he's really quick and he's got that ball playing that we need and if he can, if he can give that to us, and he can turn into a half decent fullback, we don't need to go and spend money on him. I go and spend money on a, a you know a big name fullback for us, and it allows us to even shore up our forward pack more, or upgrade a Talakai and a Toby, so that way they can get two and three year deals for us. And there's nothing to lose, and as you said, give Will Kennedy some time in reserve grade to get his confidence back. If Connor's not playing well, he can go to the bench, um, and you could put you know, Dugan at fullback and we give Ferris or Jensen in a game. Um, I just think we need to try something else. And especially with the way that the game's sped up, it's perfect for Conor Tracy.
1: Yeah, it's a low-risk, high-reward sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And just going back to it again, if in three games he's had three shockers, oh, well, no harm, no foul, you know? Let's let's give it a shot. I think he'd be very good at the role. I don't expect Ryan Pappenhausen-type rise from nowhere, but in saying that, he's got all the skills.
0: Yeah, and... and just the other thing as well is we need to do anything we can to keep Matt Moylan out of fullback.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He can't do it anymore. Yeah.
0: So if, if Connor does make the fullback position his own, who's your bench utility or do you run with four forwards?
1: Uh, I like the four forward setup, but I have a feeling that Morris is going to play a bench utility. It's probably a way to ease Sean Johnson back in. I would tend to be looking at yep. Chad Townsend as the player that you bring on if you need, and he's the sort of player that can sit there for 80 minutes. If he needs to, or he can come in and play hooker I'm, to- I'm,
0: to- I'm talking about round
1: one. Or round one.
0: Yeah, who would uh, your bench utility
1: be? I wouldn't, I'd play four forwards. Would you forwards. go Trindle? No. no you go four forwards? No, Trindle either starts or... No, I'd go four forwards. I think we got to get five or six forwards into four, so that's going to be hard enough. Billy Magulius yeah. is your obvious answer, but I'm kind of hoping he's not at the club for round one.
0: Yeah, same. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that he may be at the club for round one, but not by round two.
1: That, that works. <laughs>
0: um, what I what I would like to see is if if if, and this is a big if, if. We can get Matt Moylan fit and firing, and Sean Johnson comes back without a hand on him. You're right. Chad Townsend seems to be the obvious person that can go to 14, um, and that way, you know, you've got two guys who can create something out of nothing, but also can go into their shell. And then you can bring someone like Chad on to shoulder charge Ponga's face off if we need it.
1: It's there if we need it.
0: Um. So we had a, a question from um, Matt Crosby that said, "Who's the next fullback? For, uh, sorry, the the next rookie for us to be the next big thing." Um, all signs, all signs. Sorry, point to Jensen. Mm-hmm. Um, all the raps about him. Uh, you know, he's he's as big and strong and, and great in the air as Israel Falau. And that was a comparison that was made in a newspaper. I'm not just saying that. Um, I think the, the smoky for that is going to be On Pele. He's a fucking scary human being. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think we'll see a lot of Jensen um, after July 1.
1: This Newtown team this year is going to be... Oh, it's going to be ridiculous, yeah. Gary good. Look, I'm, I'm going with Jackson Ferris because I just can't see a season where Dugan plays every game. So I think we're going to see a bit of Ferris, and I just think he has all the skills just to go ballistic at the top level. But again, that Newtown side, I'll put a 1-17 out tomorrow when I have a think about it. It is frighteningly good.
0: Yeah, don't forget you've got to have at least six Newtown contracted players in that team that you put out. But No. I mean, <laughs> no. <Fuck laughs> Daniel Vasquez, Franklin Pele, T. Wilton are going to be involved in that team. You're probably going to be thinking Jack Williams or Billy McGoulis, pending Cam McInnes standing up will we'll be around there and you know your halves Jack A. Williams and Trindle Will Kennedy will see some time down there and then you've got Jensen Nene McDonald um Jackson Ferris yeah, that that side's just it's
1: ridiculous a lot of try scoring and I think and it, young Wolford is um Newtown signed too to play number 9 which should be fun
0: yeah and there's also um Garlo, the the young kid who was on um, the Bachelor, he's a he's a pretty handy number nine as well. He's a Newtown contracted player.
1: Not oh, fantastic. Um,
0: there were there's a couple of there's there's actually like a couple of decent Newtown players. Um, but yeah, the 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 team's just going to be
1: stupidly scary. It's um, fun. Uh, I, that, like that. I mean that Newtown team
0: would absolutely batter the West Tigers.
1: Oh, absolutely without a question. <laughs> Not eat, no trolling. They would smash them. It's um, it's gonna be back to back to back because we we hold the title from two years ago, and we're top of the comp when it was called off. So it's on. Oh, well,
0: I've lost you for a minute, Dan.
1: Unlucky. lucky. Yeah, got you back. You're you Um
0: Yeah, I, I think I think the trials are gonna give us a big indication as well because I can't. I can't settle on a round one team for Cronulla.
1: It's going to be tough, which is good. It's real good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we haven't had this level of competition for spots for a long time. I think, you know, you pretty much when Shane Flanagan was in charge, you knew who your team was going to be. And for the last two years, just because of the cattle that we've had um, with Bomber, you knew what the teams were going to be like. Until we started getting injuries, but now... Now, you know, Bomber's kind of shown his hand that he's actually going to pick players in form rather than um, pick the players that, you know, have just got the, the, the big-name contracts.
1: That's it. I mean,
0: he, he the biggest bombshell for mine was he dropped Andrew Fafita last year and told him he was dropping him.
1: He's He's got some balls. I'll give him that. I like it. We need a coach like that. Looking, looking at yeah. that squad, now, though, you know, you got dickheads like Clarkey that say we're going to come last. But I don't know, I don't know quite what they're smoking. But anyways,
0: no, Clarky hasn't picked us to come last. Clarky picked us to come ninth.
1: Oh, uh, ninth. It's still not good enough. Ninth might as well no. be last.
0: Yeah, if you ain't first, you're last anyway. Exactly. Um, we we're just we we're just talking about Bomber then, and an interesting scenario regarding coaching came out today. Paul Green has been named the coach of the Queensland team, and the first thing that. People said was well that should stop the talks to him from the sharks. Absolutely not. I think uh, if a first grade opportunity comes up to uh, Paul Green, he's you know that's the right opportunity for him. He'd take it. Um, I think it can ease that talk for a little bit. Um, what are your thoughts moving forward on on the coaching for twenty twenty two? Do you want to see him stick with Bomber? Do you want to see him uh, announced soon? Do you want to give it time? Where,
1: where are you leaning on this? I'm leaning in that we go in and he's our coach moving forward until yeah. otherwise. And I say that because it's not as though there's an amazing coach sitting there that we need to jump on now. Nothing's going to change between now and round 10. And we'll know by round 10 whether we're going to play finals. If we're 2-8 and eight at, at round 10, you say, hey, bomber, you're off contract at the end of the year. You're not getting re-signed. If we're 5-5, five and five, you buy another five rounds. If we're 8-2, and two, you give him the contract. It's as simple as that. If a coach comes up, I know, I know Fitzgibbon gets thrown around a lot, but he he's hanging on for that rooster's job as far as I know. But if he were to say, hey, I'm ready to go, you obviously got to talk to him. But it's not as though Wayne Bennett's sitting down in Cronulla going, give me a contract, give me a contract. Until that happens, I don't see a better option at this stage than Bomber. I wouldn't be offering him a big contract, that's for sure. wouldn't be extending it, but I also wouldn't be moving him on until there's a bloody good replacement.
0: Now, Wayne Bennett is off contract. Let's, let's just keep that there. There is another name who is allowed to coach next year, and that's Shane Flanagan. Do you think our board are looking at either of those and going, we've got a lot of money, we need someone to attract players to us, we don't know if Bombers going to be able to do it. Yes, he's just got Cam McInnes. But as I said, I wouldn't have pictured, uh, you know, you're giving me 15 names to, to you know put down at the lock and I wouldn't have put Cam McInnes as one of them. Um, so whilst he is a name signing, I don't think he is what you'd call a big name signing. Do you, uh, I'll put it this way, say we're four and six after round 10 and Shane Flanagan is, you know, itching for a move back into first grade. Do you move Bomber back into his player identification and player development role and then look at an experienced coach, or did you just get rid of him from the club altogether?
1: No, don't get rid of him from the club. He was thrown in under really difficult circumstances. Um, still hasn't really... He's never been the coach as far as I'm concerned. He's been the bloke that's been named coach. He's never had full support. Mm. He's never had a full uninterrupted preseason before this year. So, look, if Flanagan's available, you have to look at him. Whether they, I don't know what the, the board are going to do. I've got no... I would look at bringing him back. I think he's done his time, and I think he lifts players when he comes back. But it's not as though the Dragons set the world on fire under him either. And let's face it, he was calling the shots, not McGregor. So, yes, they look at him, whether they appoint him or not. But I wouldn't be moving Bomber on. He's got to stay in the club. The juniors that have come through have been next level. We've never had this kind of development, and I think he's got a lot to do with that.
0: Yeah, I, exactly right. If, if if he isn't our coach going forward, you can't just get rid of him and tell him to go to another club because we've seen his eye for talent. He's responsible for picking up Talakai. He's responsible for picking up Toby Rudolph. He identified the likes of Katoa, Ronaldo, Britton Nikora, um, all these young guys. Uh, Brayden Trindle got him from the Storm system. Um, you, you, you know, he, Kyle Flanagan set all the under-20s um, records under him, and, and I was very surprised that he wanted to move on without at least having a couple of games being coached by him. So definitely his player identification and development would go very, very well with Darren Mooney. So if Bomber's not our coach, he has to move back into that role um, and then, you know, you know, put him as an assistant. Oops. At the you know, for our club, I just don't know if he is the right coach moving forward.
1: Let's we'll know, we'll know in 10 rounds, put it that way. If he can win six yeah. or seven games without Sean Johnson, then he's earned the right, as far as I'm concerned. And, and it's and
0: it's a really unfair criticism of John Morris because, as you said, he got he didn't get a full preseason in his first season with the Sharks and he makes the finals. Um, he has a covert interrupted season and loses his you know, best youngster. Um, indefinitely in Bronton Zeri, And, you know, Sean Johnson does his Achilles. We had more injuries than he can poke a stick at. He's never had more than 10 games of Matt Moylan in a season. And, yeah, I just for him to have made the finals twice, there's, there's obviously something there, especially with the players. But one of my areas of concern with Bomber is discipline and defence. And he seems to be hell-bent on fixing that. And and even still, if, if at the end of 10 rounds we're 4-6 and six with no Sean Johnson, but we've had that horror start and won four games and we're knocking on the door of the top eight, there's there's probably something to say. If you're not our coach now, you could be our coach in the future. You probably just need a little bit more time learning underneath someone.
1: He can certainly come back in a couple of years. He's young, young enough that he could go around mm. again. He could play nines if we were playing nines this year. So yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. definitely not over.
0: Yeah, play a coach, yeah. Um, yeah, and then it's, you know, maybe it's a little bias aside um, coming from me because I absolutely love John Morris, but yeah, I, I honestly think that if he's not, our, if we identify that he's not our coach now, but he, he probably is our coach in five, six, seven, ten years time, you can't lose him, you can't let him, the worst thing that you could do is you could let him go home to Newcastle where, they, where the Knights have actually got their shit together and they're starting to get that, that good crop of juniors, that would be the worst thing that could happen for us, or you know, he, he takes his resume of players to a club like the Roosters and actually helps them identify juniors, would be fucked then.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So the one thing they can't do is bring juniors through. God help us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, footy's nearly back. Are you, were you excited for a team this Tuesday?
1: I was. I think both those teams are fucking fire. There's some good players... I usually look at these sides, and there's one or two weaknesses, whether it be hooker or halfback, and you're like, oh, like, geez, I really miss Thurston, or, you know, like Stacey Jones fits the criteria. But this year, I can't see any weakness, and those forward packs are going to batter the shit out of each other.
0: The only weakness that I saw from that Maori side is is somehow Britton Akora's starting.
1: Yeah, I don't get that, but (laughs) it's good. Maybe that's the game that he needs, because playing for New Zealand... I think it was the year before last, he was the best player on the park. He and Benji Marshall were, uh, sorry, he and Johnson were untouchable. So if we can get that back through a game, sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Other than that, man, it's it's good to see you midweek, but not actually be next to you and having to smell your breath. Look, that's true. It's, um, fuck off is the, uh, is the retort. (laughs) Um, well, oh, shit, something we haven't covered. We've actually got two cracking sponsors on board as well. I, I don't know who you're talking about. Of, <laughs> uh,
0: sombreros in our front of Jersey sponsor, you fucking idiot.
1: Never heard of either, so the floor's yours.
0: Yeah, I hadn't heard of the Courier Company, but when you uh, when you Googled them, they're a Middle Eastern <laughs> company that's got like loads of money, so sign us up for being the Man City of the league. And then who doesn't like Mexican food?
1: Hundred percent. I was really, I was caught off guard by that. Um, the major sponsor. I knew we were looking, but I was figuring like a, you know, I thought they were finally going to pull the trigger on Ashley Madison or something. And then to bring yeah. this big international courier. Have you seen they changed their name because their ratings on, fa- on um Google were like 0. 0.5 out of five. No. They used they used to be like fast and swift couriers or something, and I thought it was a joke, meaning the swift and shift couriers. The um, TV show from a few years ago, and I googled it, and yeah, it was 0. .5 out of 5 from about 10,000 reviews, so they changed their name, fresh start on the front of our jersey, looks good too, I like the contrast of colours.
0: Yeah, I, I don't like the red um, on a black, white and blue jersey, but I do like their money, yeah. and that's, that's you know, currency is what talks these days, so couldn't really give a fuck if it was a purple dinosaur sitting on the front of our jersey, it's just cash and that's all I'm worried about. Um, and and it's it's really nice to go into a season having an established sponsor on there and not have to sit here at the beginning of February going fuck are we really going to run out with best and less jerseys again or are we going to sign a cut price deal with some gutter company just because they was a former board member like this is it's proper nice to have our shit sorted by round one and have signed a star or an established player that. You know, we could try and get into our side for 2021. Who would have known? 2021 is just as strange as 2020 because Cronulla's got this shit together.
1: It is, mate. It's a bit frightening when you think about it. It's very un like And how good is it to have a full jersey? Like you said, the best and most yeah. jerseys are nice. But ours is just covered in dollars.
0: Yeah, and, and there was the uh, obviously there was the update from the uh, CEO that, that he gives out to us uh, weekly, if you remember, uh, sometimes fortnightly, quarterly, wherever you want to go. Um, but uh, talking about, we're going to try and put some units up around the Karoola Golf Club. We're just we're just developers, mate. We just fucking run shit.
1: Cornell's taken over. We got that Middle Eastern money. Watch the fuck out.
0: Middle Eastern money. We love high rise. We've taken over our neighbours. We've signed their best player. It's it's just there for the taking. The world's our oyster.
1: That's it. Might as well fold the competition. Just make it the the Shark League. There's um there's talk of the um the women's game expanding too to include a certain black white and blue side. I don't have any more information than that, but I hear it it could be cooking.
0: It won't be happening in 2021. I can tell you that.
1: No, not this year. It's too late. It's all signed no? in. But um be good to win a um another premiership over there too. Getting sick of silverware, mate.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, once you get sport for it, you just kind of want it, and then you don't want it anymore. So there we are. But uh, I think that's enough. That's enough out of you, Dan. So
1: yeah,
0: it's been good. It's been good. It's been fun. I'll see you next week on uh, Rugby League Outlaws. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Puncture Media. Trash Dan and I in the comments. Um, we've got some big news coming up. Um, some giveaways. So, yeah, make sure you just absolutely abuse us because I've got thick skin and
1: Dan cries. That's it. Slam us in the comments if you must. You yeah. heard someone say that you had a beautiful moustache. Obviously a um, a bot account. But, yes, we do have some big news. Check the Twitter because I'm going to put some photos up soon. It's going to be fantastic. And when we get those, um, the other thing I'm getting printed off, they'll be fucking everywhere. You won't be able to look anywhere without seeing our ugly mugs. So, look forward to that. Ah.
0: Uh. Dan, I just wanna point something out as well. You have a rugby league outlaw stalker on Twitter.
1: Do I? Yeah.
0: You made the fucking account, you idiot.
1: Oh, the um, the parody account, it's absolutely not me. Can you can you not can you not ruin my jokes before they get out there? Can you not be a fucking sped and realise that I was
0: making a joke about that?
1: Man, I dunno. It's been a fucking terrible day. Anyways, great! It's been a great day. Awesome. It's the return of Fin's up, mate. We'll be back. the The best Sharks podcast of them all is back. Yeah, I'll see you next week. Can't wait.